Hello, welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm Randy. And I'm Bryce. And I'm Bradley. And this week we're talking about a couple of monsters. We're talking about the Tormentor monsters, Osert, and the also a Tormentor monster, the Clude. They're both from Belgium. So Ooh. I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Yeah, unlike uh, most of the other ones that we've done, I've never heard of these, so I am that, psyched, man. That was the goal. My goal was to try and find something that was uh, a little bit more obscure. Mission so, accomplished. Yeah. Only uh, unfortunate side effect of that is that they have a little bit less known about them, so we've got two for the episode because of that instead of just one. So, yeah. They're very cool-looking monsters as well as we get into it. I, I, I totally recommend people very, very cool. looking up absolutely there i mean some of the art that they have is like from back in the day and so it's not that cool like there's one picture that it looks like just like weird fuzzy cat jumping on someone's back uh for the first monster but some of the art that people have done recently very very cool they're incredible so oh, absolutely like some of it looks like it belongs on like a metal album cover or something <laughs> funny you should say that there's actually some for the second monster for the clute there's several uh, like metal albums and metal bands that have used it as inspiration for like different iconography. Really? Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's one that's like super dope, but it's like not really even close to what it's like actually looks like. But it's just inspired by it. But it's really cool looking. So, but yeah. So this week we're talking about uh, their Belgian monsters that. In Belgium, there's a couple of, I assume there's several different uh, different categories of monsters, but one of the categories in the, mon the category that I found was very interesting are these types of monsters called Tormentor monsters. And those guys, the reason they're called this is they're not, they're not necessarily evil or mean. And I mean, they do cause pain and they have killed people every once in a while, but most of the time they're more of like tricksters. And they just cause problems. Um, one of the common things that like monsters in this category like to do is they just jump on someone's back when they're not expecting it and make themselves like super heavy. So that way you just weighs them down. They just like get trapped underneath this monster for hours. Just because I guess they're jerks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like a super brutal medieval torture. <laughs> Probably. I so think that's so. rude, man. But I, most of the stories that are about this, they don't die from it. They're just trapped under there. And for at least both of the ones we're talking about today, the monsters we're talking about, they're both nocturnal. And so if you're able to like either survive or get away by dawn, then you're totally fine because the monster won't follow you. After, you're, after you escape and as soon as dawn shows up, you're perfectly fine. It's just that really it's an inconvenience and a pain during the night while it's happening. So, which is the most terrifying time to have any. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Time. Yeah. So just don't go out at night. Problem solved. These, these guys won the flavor war. Absolutely. So the first guy we're talking about uh, of the tormentor monsters is Osert. And he is very cool. He is a dog looking creature. He's basically just a regular normal dog, but he had he's bigger than a normal dog. He's a little bit larger and he has like red fiery eyes. And he also is pulling heavy chains around wherever he goes. Most of the depictions have him either having chains wrapped around his neck 
or around his legs or com sometimes completely wrapping like engulfing him completely so he's looks super metal no pun intended uh <laughs> picture that you have man it's like basically like Brutal. serious black except mm -hmm. in azkaban they just put like every chain that they had in the prison on him yeah it's pretty sick and those chains actually come into use he actually uses them uh with some of his tricking slash hurting of people it seems like he almost has some amount of sentience over them like control I don't step on your toes or anything but oh, are you do. planning to or do we know how like if the like how the chains got there if that was like like anything of him becoming who he was is that like important we... at all other than you know what he uses them for later right we have an idea a, a general idea of where they came from uh which we'll get into when we get to like where he came from and his origin but there's no concrete decision is or like consensus as to where they came from but there's a kind of idea in his past he was abused a bit and so that's where like the idea is that he probably went during that abuse suffered some amount from chains and so that's where he kind of picked them up but there's not a very concrete answer for that but we'll get okay. into it a little bit later so other than his chains wrapping around him which is such a cool look he also has so he has the ability to turn himself invisible and oftentimes when he does turn invisible he'll leave behind a little bit of a blue glow a blue light that just kind of follows him around so you kind of know where he is but it's like a really haunting like spooky light that follows around him so if you like look out into the woods at night and you just see like the woods glowing a faint blue that's it's him wandering around out there invisible so that's kind of neat. Yeah, I guess I as like a like. trickster, like maybe yeah. he doesn't want that encroaching fear to always like go away, you know? Yeah, exactly. I suppose always so. wants to keep people on their toes. Being completely invisible, it's just a little bit too effective and people never, you never get that like buildup of fear. Whereas if he's mostly invisible and has a little bit of light to him, then as he walks up to him, invisible people like start to get a little bit afraid more and more until... Then he shows himself, and then they're terrified. So he's also, for some reason, I, I don't fully understand why, but he's also described in a lot of the uh, stories as a water demon. He doesn't really look like a water demon. He's just a dog that's wrapped in chains. And, but most of the stories call him a water demon, uh, which I guess it's because he liked to pull people into the water slash push people into water that's the only thing i can think of as to why he was called that but maybe a lot of the sightings were around like bodies of water they yeah that's true they there were um mostly by the coast where he lives which was in in belgium but other than that like yeah i was gonna go nearby. way darker oh like you tell so you said i, think it, I know where you're going probably so you were saying possibly the chains were from him being like abused or whatever before uh -huh. he became a monster so wrap him in chains and throw him in the water like that's how yeah. people you know can abuse oh that's so sad yeah but it's, that's yeah, also, that's my, it's that's but that being said it, there's no guarantee that that's where it's from that's i hope not true Jeez, oh, that would be terrible but him being a demon anyway because of that he's actually able to be summoned like a deep like any good demon can and there's a specific phrase that you can have to say. And 
when you say it, then he's summoned, shows up, and whatnot. The phrase is in Dutch, so I don't know how to pronounce it. We want to like put this out there, man. Like I'm, I don't I'm know. Not For sure if information. I That's true. If we say it, then he might show up. Um, though I don't know if the English translation counts the same. So I can oh, say it in English, and and we might. Hopefully it won't show up for us. Uh, but the translation for the phrase doesn't really make sense anyway. But it just says flu, flu, gray, toothless, and sleeveless. So I guess if you say that in Dutch, he might show up. And I guess if you pronounce it correctly. But there's also another version of that phrase that's the exact same, except instead of saying and sleeveless, it says and sleeveful. So, or sleeved, and sleeved. So... I don't know which one he is. I don't know if he has sleeves or if he doesn't have sleeves. But well, it depends. If you say sleeveless, you'll just get a normal dog. If you say sleeve, oh. then it'll come with like a dog with like a jacket. There you go. <laughs> Do you want the fancy version that's all dressed up? <laughs> that's a great point. Ooh, I never knew that he had different costumes. If he, maybe if you summon him enough times, you'll unlock the ultimate costume, and he's pure gold. Yes. So, do you know if like summoning him is useful at all, or is it purely just like? Kind of like summoning like Bloody Mary or like Beetlejuice. They're just gonna. Uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's mostly just like kind of summoning a Bloody Mary or any kind of demon. Where it depends on the the mood that he's in. It doesn't really bind him to anything. It just pulls him to where you're at, and then he can do whatever he likes when he's there. Uh, there's actually a story that we'll talk about at, like at the end of his section before we move on to the second monster. And there's somebody who decides it was a good idea to summon him. And it's pretty cool. But yeah, they just it just seems to pull him to wherever you're at. It doesn't force him to do anything. Like he's not a genie that grants you wishes if you summon him or anything. Okay. Though that would be cool. It doesn't quite work that way. So um that being said though, he has we can now get to where he came from, which Brad is kind of better than what your story was but also not because your story it's it's still possible there's just there's not a whole ton of information about what really happened um originally before he was the awesome chain dog that he is chain demon that he is he was just a regular dog uh you just owned by a guy named baroness i think is how you pronounce it b-o-r-n-e-s and he was just this guy's dog and that's where the name comes from. His name when he was alive was Osert and seemed to be living fine. But the problem is that his owner, Baronet or Baronis, whatever his name is, he, I don't really, don't really care too much about figuring out how to pronounce his name correctly because he was a very cruel, cruel man. He was famously known for being mean just across the entire town that he lived in. But specifically, he was cruel in he beat Osert and was very abusive to him and very Screw cruel. This guy. Yeah, so I'm not too concerned about making sure I pronounce his name correctly because the guy was a jerk, like a yeah. massive jerk. So, so um, is Osert like this monster? Is there only one of them? Yes, yes, this is the one Osert. He was the dog Osert at first, and then. After a couple of events in his life, when he died, he became this water demon that is wrapped in chains. So, yes, there's only one Osert, as far as we know. Uh, as far as 
any of the stories talk about, there's only ever one that shows up. But that being said, he, as being the only one and only original Osert, when he was getting close to the end of his life, both he and uh, the owner, Baroness, both passed away in their house. And they both decided to continue haunting their house together, I guess, for the rest of a while anyway. So that was kind of fun, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't personally wouldn't want to continue haunting a house with my previous owner who was abusive to me. But I mean, I guess it's each their own. Yeah, maybe they're like just forever battling in this house. I suppose. Yeah. And like when anybody comes up to this house to disturb them, then they're like focus their attention. Uh, yeah, you know, I like guess. Second boy or something. <laughs> Don't disturb my eternal fight. Yeah. Yeah. How guy, dare you interrupt? I'm trying to kill this man who is abusive to me my entire life. And you came in the middle of this. Now it's time for you to face my wrath. Uh, so I guess there is a bit of time where they were both haunting this house. The, their house has has a name that again is also in Dutch, so I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's something along the lines of Kloosterzane, something like that. But it doesn't really matter because it doesn't exist anymore. It was uh, after a while. It was demolished in 1856, way back in the day. But good news for our good boy Osert: when the house was demolished, he was freed from the house. So he could now leave and was no longer permanently attached to that house. I don't know what happened to Baronis. Nobody mentions the ghost of Baronis. Maybe he was freed when the house was destroyed as well, and he just kind of dissipated instead. But Osert seemed to be uh, full of a bit of rage, so he stuck around and became a demon. So I guess good for him, maybe? Maybe, like, uh, Baronis was keeping Osert in check. Oh, and then maybe. when it demolished the house, uh, it, like, essentially killed Baronis because that's what he was, like, holding on to or they destroyed sure. something he was holding on to. Sure. And then Osert was freed. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess that's what happens when you're abused your entire life. You build up a little bit of rage, and <laughs> so then you're kind of wanting to get it out on the rest of the world. So Understandable, yeah. A bit understandable. I'm not going to necessarily say it's the right thing to do, but I get where he's coming from. I, I can see yeah, the, uh, the drive, <laughs> but the uh, um, good news is after he was like freed from the house, he wasn't really seen from for a while. He kind of disappeared, but eventually he does come back. And it is because of his tragic past and horrific past with Baronis that people assume that that's where the chains come from. It's thought that because of his because of Baronis's abuse towards him that possibly he used chains either to hit him or possibly just to tie him up uh, back in the backyard or something as like dogs get chained up every once in a while when you're leaving the house. I mean, it's not unheard of to chain your dog up just to make sure they don't run away. But this may have been a little bit more cruel than just normally chaining your dog up. So it's theorized that that's where the chains wrapped around him come from is because of that abuse so hopefully not like you said brad with them drowning him so how how widespread was this story so it seemed to have spread generally all across belgium 
Um, there was stories told all across and people talked about him, but it was may- mainly just within the province of Zealand and Gelderland that they there was quote-unquote sightings of him. So they people knew about him other places because stories told or traveled and people talked about it. But supposedly the only places that he was ever actually like around was in the, the Zealand and Gelderland. I okay. think I'm pronouncing those correctly. So it's well, not a massive area. He seemed to kind of stay put, especially later more, on. More like folklore and not as much like a religious belief right yeah I, I absolutely not i don't think anyone really connected any kind of faith to him it was more he was a thing to be feared but also a thing that if you do things correctly you shouldn't really have too much problem with him again he's one of those tormentor monsters that he's not innately evil he just likes to cause kind of mischief and sometimes that mischief turns painful for people and can become bad but he's he not necessarily, yeah. But he's he's not necessarily coming out for so, blood. He's not evil. He never learned how to play and have like a good oh. owner. All he knew was pain and suffering and stuff. So when he tries to play with people, it comes off evil, and yet he just doesn't know. Man, this story gets sad. Hey, you're sad not invited stuff. anymore. This is <laughs> sad. You're I'm a downer. <laughs> Bringing this down, man. You're making this I, even more this, sad. He was already a sad boy. So perfect and he deserved so much better yeah especially mm. the second picture so there's we have i found a second picture that isn't necessarily correctly accurate to the lore but it's adorable so i thought it was worth pulling in it's of him swimming around because you know he's a water demon and he's like got a chain wrapped around his torso as he does but it's just but a little, cute little kind of looks like a fox just swimming around in the water so he's way more yeah. whimsical very you know, very heavy metal yeah, not the death dog that is uh, described or in the picture. But so now you've made me think that that's actually more accurate. Now I'm sad about it. Sorry, y'all. Well, just don't don't invite me to parties. I'm not. Fine. Yeah, seriously. We'll invite. We'll Off invite in Osir teach him. Asserts. Yeah, we'll <laughs> teach him how to be a good boy and how to how to actually play without tackling people. Which, again, like I said, he was very fond of. That was one of his favorite things to do. Um, with, what, with his abilities, he was able to tackle people and then either get heavier, depending on the lore, depends on who you ask. But in most of the lore, he was either able to just get heavier, but sometimes just fully grow in size. So he would just get massive and like on your back and just fully crush you. Um, so there's... There's, he, he can get bigger is one of his abilities. He can also, he's really fast, apparently, and fast enough to outrun a horse. Even, sometimes even maybe more. We're not exactly sure. Nobody like, did a pacer test for him to get an exact speed. But in some of the stories, he outruns horses. And so, guy's pretty quick. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying, knowing that even mm-hmm. if you're on like horseback, you uh-huh. can't get away. Yeah. So he can also, fun fact, transform, and he can uh, appear as different things. He oftentimes appears as different animals, as a rabbit or as a horse or as a snake. He changes different times or like all different times just to try and sneak up on people most of the time. So that way he'll show up as like a 
a snake or something slither along the road. You're not expecting him. And then bam, transforms back to his normal version and you're getting crushed. So watch out. He might not be fully invisible. He might just be the horse next to you, which is yeah. cool. If you're prone to paranoia, this guy's the worst. <laughs> this guy's this guy is there for you. He could either turn invisible or he could just become a different animal. So the dog right next to you, look at him. Or your cat, if you have a pet cat, you gotta give him a good old stare. It might be him. Who's to say? You're not a uh, sir, are you, Mr. Whiskers? <laughs> He's playing the long con. In six years, when you're going to pick up something off the floor, your cat's gonna jump on your back. And then he'll show his true colors, his true chains, I guess. Uh, he can also, fun fact, with the transforming ability, he can do weird hybrid things. There's some stories of him turning into a bull with a human head. And there's also a couple Horrifying. of stories with, yeah, not great. Even worse, there's some stories of him turning into a human, like a really emaciated, like skinny human with a horse head. So... There's that. If you see that guy walking after you, now you know. Was that the guy I saw on the street the other day? <laughs> oh, yeah, you missed their horse head. Everyone <laughs> knows him. And I could see somebody making like a Slender Man clone, mm-hmm. in which it's just like a dude that has a horse head on that can run like super fast. <laughs> he can it's run terrifying faster than a horse. Yeah, terrifying. And, and to be fair, he could also be massive. He could be a man with a horse head that's three times the size that a normal man with a horse head should be which i honestly i don't know how big a normal man with a horse head should be because that doesn't that's not a thing but if they did exist i'm gaining fears i've never had before (laughs) you're welcome i don't know if this podcast is healthy for me (laughs) (laughs) it's really not now you're going to be sleeping and this is all you're going to be able to think of He's so good. But he, but just just remember his sad story. He has hope. He could be a good boy if you teach him well enough. I'm going to be like getting chased by a 20-foot tall man <laughs> with a horse head. And I'm like, good boy, good boy. <laughs> Throwing yeah. tennis balls. Fetch. Go get it. Yeah, just keep your safety tennis ball on you at all times. You just got to be like the guy in Up. Just have a walker that always has tennis balls on the bottom so you can right. throw them. It's your safety tennis balls, like Bryce said. Perfect. And everybody's going to wonder why like a 26-year-old is walking around with a walker. <laughs> it's just in case. You never know. It's just to carry tennis balls, I promise. <laughs> uh, he can also transform objects, which is pretty cool. So if, if he's really looking for a tennis ball but can't find it, he could just bring back a rock and turn it into a tennis ball. There's uh, several stories. I know, right? Seriously. But again, we got to remember, he's not evil. Well, not strictly he's- evil. No. He's yeah. more like uh, chaotic neutral. <laughs> if just... I'm honest, the this monster kind of seems a lot like almost like a Loki, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh, Very yeah. Lokesh. Yes. Lokesh? Yeah, I mean, Is that a new like, term? Like, like Loki and Locust? Like the bug? But like <laughs> no, Lo- no, no, no. Hey. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some story where Loki turns into a Locust. But I meant Lokish as in like Loki-ish. Lokish. I don't know. I like that, man. I'm going to use that. Lokish. Is there a better term, Brad? You would know for being the Norse <laughs> guy that people know. Is there is there a term meaning adjacent, like or adjacent to, of or pertaining to a Loki? Mischievous? Yeah. 
Well, like, but that just that just implies like so wanting generic, to though. cause problems. Yeah, not specifically like the properties that entail a Loki. It'd be Loki esque. Loki esque. See, that just doesn't have the ring that I'm I like. Lokish better. I mean, Lokish that one's it's a more fun word, but the like politically correct one would be Loki. Oh, is that political now? I didn't realize that these we were getting into political <laughs> terms. Loki politically correct. President. That's a good point. You're right. Vote for Loki. <laughs> Man, what a comic strip. Seriously. Just looking for Osert to run for president. I would vote for Osert. Osert? Same. Yeah. I, I, I swear I keep pronouncing his name differently. I apologize to anyone who actually or, knows how to pronounce it. Or the good boy, I'd be voting for him. Yes, yeah. I'd vote for the good boy. <laughs> um, so other than transforming things like a Loki, some other Loki-ish things that he can do is he can walk on water. I guess Loki probably Loki probably can walk on water, right? Probably easily, I assume. Yeah. I would assume. Or at least he can make himself look like he's walking on water. Um that or he can he can depending on the stories you read, he can either walk on water or he can swim. So one's either really impressive or not impressive. Or something at most all. dogs can do anyways. <laughs> yeah. It's either wow, that's really cool, or okay, yeah, so he's a dog. Well, it's but, pretty impressive if he's swimming around with like with 50 chains. pounds of chains. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah. But to be fair, he is a demon. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what else? Let's not be too surprised. He's probably built different. Uh, he can also, this basically, basically his last ability, but I wanted to save it for last because it's freaking incredible. It's metal as all get out. He can summon werewolves to help him to come to his aid. Now, so, are these what we think of as werewolves, or is it just men, men with heads of wolves? <laughs> no, 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 these are what we think of as werewolves. They're called they're, just really they're, hairy men. <laughs> they're referred to as green-eyed man-wolf hybrids. Jeez, and uh, he can summon them to help him. He does it a couple of times, it's, and we'll talk about it in the last story that we have for him, where he summons like a couple of werewolves to hunt down a guy. So, yeah. Really cool and just a little overpowered. As if werewolves already weren't powerful enough. Now he can summon them to his help. So it's like the Lord of Werewolves. Or something. Of, when he seriously had a dog. Like could you imagine he's like a little like wiener dog commanding these <laughs> werewolves? That would be hilarious. I mean, he can transform, so I would love to see that happen. He just becomes like a Pomeranian that summons in a bunch of werewolves to help him. And I'd like to see a wiener dog faster than a horse. It'd be crazy, man. <laughs> Running across water, just flying at you. Just, <laughs> there's just mist flying behind him from all the splashing. It's awesome. And meanwhile, Pomeranian is just wrapped in chains for some reason. <laughs> um, awful. So, like I said, that was almost the last thing. The last real kind of ability that he has is he does seem to have some amount of control over his chains. Uh, in a lot of the stories, when he jumps on people's backs, he'll then wrap the chains around them, so that way they can't just, like, run away. So that way he's, like, connected to them. And then he'll start weighing them down. So, he does have some amount, or it seems to be that he has some amount of control over his chains, so that way he can wrap the person up with them. As See, that's he actually pretty cool. It's yeah. kind of like a Blackbeard from Pirates of the Caribbean uh -huh. 4 that could control, like, the ropes on his ship and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a weird connection. Sorry, we just need to get oh. this guy a boat. <laughs> yes, and then he's already got his own crew of werewolves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he can already fully crew a boat. He just needs the, he just needs the ship. 
he's ready for piracy. Oh. Also, he would make an incredible like I feel like turn this guy into like a humanoid guy, and that would be a terrifying like I feel like he could do a pretty good battle against uh what's his name? Uh from Pirates of the Caribbean, the crab guy. Uh, Davy Jones. Davy yeah. Jones, thank you. All I could think of was we Long John Silver. Podcast on him. All I could think of was Long John Silver, and I was like, that's not the right one. <laughs> that's a restaurant. One so, will serve you crab, one is part well, crab. Long John Silver was a real pirate. Was he? Yeah. Are we sure about this? 100%. Are we sure he wasn't? Was his pirate ship just a restaurant on the sea? Wait, I think it was Long. John, no, maybe it wasn't Long. It was, his name was John Silver. He was. He didn't have he Long lost, Johns then? Um, he lost his leg and so he had oh. a peg leg, but he was, he was pretty notorious. Oh, there you go. Peg leg Silver. Peg leg John Silver. Good for him. I feel like I feel like Osir, if he would become a pirate, he could uh, have a pretty sick crew that would rival the uh, crew of Davy Jones. Because Davy Jones has a pretty cool crew as well. I feel like yeah. anyone with werewolves on their side, though, is gonna be cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the one guy had a conch shell man on his side. Uh, Davy Jones had a conch shell, so that's pretty cool. I, I I would have said the hammerhead guy was way cooler. I mean, yeah, but... I mean he's way cooler, but conch shell, dude. You could hear the ocean if you put your head up next to him. <laughs> I don't think he didn't while, eat what you though. While you're in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you're like standing on hey, a boat. I could hear the ocean. This really? is incredible. <laughs> there is magic. Oh uh, yeah, so I mean that's pretty cool. You can't really go wrong with that. Nothing. A, a werewolf couldn't do that. You can't hear a werewolf. A uh, you can't hear the ocean next to a werewolf. No, but the captain can uh, make himself a horse head human and summon werewolves and transform and disappear and <laughs> grow yeah. really tall. But you can't hear the ocean. So is it really worth it? All this power, but you can't hear the ocean. <laughs> I've actually never been to the ocean, so I don't know what it sounds like. And so. I'm terrified of the ocean, so I would never be a pirate. <laughs> Well, Bryce, it looks like it's your turn to go join the, <laughs> join the crew. I'm all ready for it, man. Get me <laughs> no. hurt, man. Well, he, although being probably pretty terrifying, most of the things that he did, I mean, if he became a pirate, I don't know, maybe he would do, maybe he'd get dark real fast. But most of the things that he did were not all that terrifying. His, his MO was at night, again, he was nocturnal. So he would sneak up on drunks. And he would push drunks into water, like into like a lake or something like that, which I think is hilarious. That's he hilarious. Just, yeah. He would just jump drunks and just push them into water. That'll sober though, them up real quick. Uh, though I wonder how many of those stories were just drunks falling into the water themselves and then blaming him. <laughs> no, I wasn't drunk at all. It was just a he pushed dog. Me. <laughs> I didn't fall in. He pushed me. Um. Do you know if uh, Osert had like a lot of fatalities related to him? I don't know. Uh, It seems like there were because there was actually a couple of monks that took it upon themselves to lock him away. So that implies to me that he was there was at least some amount of pain and, and suffering coming from him more than just falling into water, actually. So I assume there was a lot of problems, but most of the stories don't mention that. Most of the stories, they kind of gloss over 
the actual problems and actual deaths he could have caused and we're just like ah but he just like he pushed my uncle into the water so i mean there's that i kind of find it funny just like i mean it was pretty recently as well as we found out from the wendigo episode but just like how often people can get away with and society completely accept something so supernatural uh-huh. when it could have literally just been a drunk person falling and falling uh-huh. in the water or something when like I, I i say this hesitantly because i you know people are surprised me all the time but like i feel like people couldn't get away with claiming something supernatural and getting out of something like that without society like laughing at them and but like how common it seemed to have been back then to just say oh it's something something supernatural it's that's why my crops didn't grow that's why i fell into water when i was wasted standing next to like on a pier next to water you know yeah. it was just i mean you say that but there's also like yeah this guy has kind of fallen out of favor and like people don't know about him very much but i mean there's the uh the bigfoot there's the jersey devil there's mothman like they're all these guys that people still believe in and I mean, yeah, it's not, like, common for people to believe in him, but there's still a decent amount of people. There's That's an entire true. show true. that people believe in these guys, so. Yeah. I imagine it makes for a great story in the pub, though. Oh, like, I'm sure. Into the water. Like, uh-huh. I mean, it's the reason our podcast exists, so I'm not saying people to stop yeah, not, doing this. <laughs> not argue with it. It's yeah. not question a good thing. The, uh, although there are most of the falling into water stories are relatively harmless, there were actually some stories that were less than harmless he had a big thing that he would try and get people like so he would turn into a horse and then he would try and convince people to get onto his back either by like just like wandering up to some town or like going up to a uh, stable hand and letting the someone get onto their back and as soon as he got someone to get onto his back while he was a horse he would just book it just run off towards <laughs> like the nearest body of water and dive into the water which for most people is relatively harmless most people can swim and so they'd just be like well that was weird and annoying but he also would do this often with children so that would probably become a really big problem so i could see the monks getting involved just for that alone if that was happening but so some of his water pranks weren't that harmless almost sounds kind of like kelpies i think is what they're called it's the yeah. horses that try and convince you to get on their back and then they just book into water to try and drown you yeah very so did he did he ever try to drown people or was it strictly he just jumps into the water and then kind of gets out and like yeah it didn't slash maze yeah it didn't seem like he would like grab them and drag them into the water it seemed like he would just mostly jump into the water and since he could either swim or walk on the water it didn't bother him he was fine and he was just either trying to be in a, a nuisance or trying to kill somebody if they didn't swim but it, from what i could tell none of the stories really talked about him physically like trying to drag people down so i guess there's that and maybe he just didn't understand that kids couldn't swim maybe he just didn't know that children d- weren't able to and so he just thought he was being funny and then kid would drown to death and he'd go "Ooh, crap whoops my Wait, bad and so the but monks actually did catch him was it like, they didn't they didn't catch him they imprisoned him to a forest so they they did a ritual that locked him away and, and forced him to have to stay in a specific forest so um, yeah and they locked him away for 99 years so i guess to them that was an eternity but 
to a demon. I guess he probably wasn't too pissed about it. He's stuck in a pretty big forest for only 99 years. But yeah, they they did capture him to a specific territory a couple of times, I think. So what a ritual. That's pretty cool. I know. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool though. Like hats off to them. Couple, yeah. It's pretty neat. And the fact that there was monks, like that's not very common that you, they mention that stories talk about monks doing it. I feel like most of the time it's like either some priest or something. Usually monks are up in the mountains, not really messing with people. So I thought it was pretty cool that they specifically talked about having monks come out and help them out and take care of locking them away. So yeah, it's pretty neat. Quick correction. Uh, um, Christian monks are the same thing as priests, I think. Oh, really? Are, are, Christ, are uh, Christian priests sometimes called monks? Uh, I think it's oh, like... Oh, oh I guess... Like I guess the hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, I guess there is like the... In, in like the... Uh, what is it? Was the... Over in Israel. I don't remember what that place is called. Uh, the Vatican. I guess the, maybe there are monks there. But I was thinking of just yeah. like regular, like your town religious man. That would probably just be a priest. I would, I would not think that he would be called well, like a monks, monk. Monks would usually be like in the church, in church. Right, so, right. Yeah. I guess that's true. You're right. You're right. Clearly, I'm not Catholic. But regardless, still cool that it wasn't just the regular priest. It was specifically a monk. I so. only know that information because of TV shows. So. Yeah, that's right. Because of uh, Vikings. In, uh, that's what I'm Vikings. getting my information there's, from. Yeah, there's, like, there's monks in that. You're right. I forgot. Man, you know? I am a terrible Catholic person. <laughs> I would fail the Catholic test if there's a Catholic test. So... He would also, uh, like I said earlier, he would jump on people and jump on, like, specifically onto their back and then become heavy, weigh them down, and then just kind of sit on them. And if they didn't suffocate to death, which I assume is a possibility, uh, otherwise, if they didn't die, he would leave at the break of dawn and just kind of walk away. And then they're like, well, I guess we're freed now. So that was also something he did at just immediately like, kind of like a troll he would just immediately as soon as dawn broke he would just kind of disappear just run away i think it's interesting so. that the main character in pokemon is the one that's stopping him her name is dawn right sorry bad joke oh is there i didn't know that. <laughs> i didn't know that i don't know pokemon very well so i was like is it really is there a pokemon named dawn no it's ash's like side girl Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Companion, yeah. Companion. Uh, doesn't he go through like six of them though? So yeah, it's hard to keep track of who's who and which one's which. Odd so, phrasing, yeah. but yeah. I will stop with my bad jokes. <laughs> Thanks, they're terrible. I it's sickening. Um, but other than so, if you don't want to get crushed by him and have to wait around until the girl from Pokemon comes and saves you, uh, there are a couple of things you can do. The first one, most obvious, is just avoid him. Uh, there's a couple of ways you can do that. First of all, he seems to not really go after people in a violent manner unless they antagonize him. So if you if you don't want to get like fully like outright attacked, then just if you kind of don't pester him and don't go after him, he seems to be relatively peaceful and just more of a nudge than actually a, like violent. Um, you can also just don't go out at night because he only really affects people at night. He only, he's nocturnal. So as soon as dawn comes out, he runs off. So just avoid the night and you'll avoid having him there. Or the other one is, like I mentioned, the monks do, 
there are monks that eventually lock them away. So you can, if you, if that has happened, if that's the timeline that you're living in, uh, you can just avoid that area wherever they've locked him away. Uh, and most of the time, it's a very specific forest called uh, Hoge de Vol. H-O-G-E-D-U-V-E-L. Sorry, space D-U-V-E-L. So, Hogue Devel, I think. I think is how you pronounce it. I okay. don't know. I don't speak, in case you didn't know, I don't speak Dutch. But if you stay out of there, theoretically, you should be okay. Um, you can also, there's a couple of stories of him, of being able to offer him, like, gifts or food to appease him so that way he doesn't affect you. One of the stories is actually there's fishermen that were living nearby where he was kind of prowling around. And so every time they'd go out to fish, whenever they caught the first fish of the night, they would immediately offer it to him and they'd give him that food. So that way he would leave the rest of the fish alone and they wouldn't, or he wouldn't keep like stopping the fish from either getting caught or he wouldn't try and scare the fish away or anything like that. So if they fed him a fish at the beginning of the night with their first catch, he'd leave them alone and all would be well. Uh, do you know if they like physically gave this to him or they're just like, was there a certain way to offer it? So in the stories, they talk about fishermen specifically giving him the fish. And so that's where that, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. But that's where that story of, I'm not sure whether he could walk on water or swim were i don't know because in the stories they mentioned that specifically giving him the fish and that was like way out in the middle of nowhere like they're fishing boats that were going out to fish well, it could and be it like sounded... they're fishing and then they throw the fish back into the water where he is right yeah and so there's that there's that definite definite possibility but it sounds like some of the stories they mentioned specifically giving it to him and it kind of sounded like he was like at their eye level so if they're in a boat it kind of sounded like he must be standing on something or something or maybe he just made himself humongous. I'm not sure. But so that's where I wasn't sure whether he could walk on water or he just swam. But he's also seems to be way out in the middle of the ocean. So he's either a really good swimmer or he can run across the water. But I'm not he's really also sure. really smart, right? Like yeah, you're, yeah. you're like this demon thing and you're like, huh, I'm hungry. I'm going to make it to where like people feel like they have to give me food and then I never have to even work for it. Yes, he can actually... Uh, funny you mentioned that I forgot to mention earlier. He can speak. He can speak, or well, I would say speak English, but he can speak human. He can talk to humans. In this case, it would have been he can speak Dutch. Ah, uh, yes, I speak human. What do you speak? <laughs> speak to humans. He doesn't just speak canine. So he can actually communicate with people. And there are a couple of times where he talks to people slash just makes jokes at them and like laughs at them. So there's one time that someone tried not to like one of, one of the fishermen didn't give him a f fish at the beginning of the night and when the guy got back to his uh house at the evening he cooked all the fish up so that way they'd be preserved went to bed woke up the next morning and all the fish were like decayed and gross and then Osir made some kind of comment making fun of him and then just laughed and then the next time the guy went out to fish he like was pulling in his nets and all he got was uh, horse turds and again Osert was just dying <laughs> laughing and the guy was pissed so there's the uh, this guy just seems like a perfect jokester nothing, it's just nothing weird. malicious 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he might be starving a family out if he keeps that up. But I mean, nothing malicious at all. I mean, that's like major setup if you just fill like an entire body of water with horse turds. I think it was that he was transforming the fish into the horse turds. I don't think he was doing, I don't think he was filling the lake with them. So I like can, to think he was filling the lake with horse yeah, turds. That would be <laughs> awesome. But he can like slightly manipulate things and either make things disappear or he can make things transform into different objects. And so I think he was just doing that. Uh, according to that's the only story that I've really heard of something like that happening. So that's where I didn't really mention that he could, I didn't talk about how he could transform things too much because that's the only story I found about that. But I think that was what was going on because they mentioned how it seemed like that was what he was doing because he also made the uh, fish turn rancid like overnight. So it seems like he was just transforming things into different things. So you actually made a pretty valid point. I was actually just thinking today like how hard living back then was because you had to catch every single kind of food you had. You had to grow every mm-hmm. single thing that you were going to eat. So like that, and, and like, if not, you're going to die. You, you right. can't just go like, Oh, I need to run to Kroger really quick or Taco Bell, you know, like whatever, like, like, so like, that's actually pretty devastating. That's a lot yeah. more evil than mischievous probably. And food didn't keep either. And so right. like by cooking the food that night, yeah, he kept, he, had it or made sure that it would keep for a bit probably a day maybe maybe more i'm not sure but it's not going to keep for super long so if by Mm -hmm. just preventing someone from being able to capture and catch fish for any amount of time that that would be devastating after like three days he would be kind of screwed but other than that there's also a pretty fun story about a servant uh there's a story about this servant who he was on his way home he was he had just gone off running an errand for his master or what do you call it the the person who employs a servant they're not a slave so i wouldn't think master but i couldn't think of anything else well typically like there's a master of the house you know, i guess yeah you know and the master of the house he... oversees everybody inside there you go i just didn't want to use the wrong word and sound way more say sound worse than it actually was so he was just a servant. He wasn't a slave. He was fully paid. Um, but he, I think he was the, the stable hand. So he was typically in charge of the horses, but they had a visitor come in that night that asked them if they would be willing to go to the nearest town and bring something back. So the, the servant was sent on that mission to go and bring something back from the town. On his way back to town, he ended up having to pass through that forest called uh, Hogue Devel. Hogue Devel? Something like that. Uh, and it just so happened that was where his path came across. But he wasn't worried because although there were stories about the Osert, about Osert running around in that country, first of all, supposedly the monks had locked him away there and he was sealed there for 99 years. But also this servant didn't really believe in him. He didn't think that Osert was real, though he did have this servant had a neighbor that claimed that supposedly he had been attacked by the the Osert and that the Osert had jumped on his back. You know, the same old, same old became humongous. And then the guy, actually, this neighbor, he with the massive weight of Osert on his back, he crawled out 
to the edge of the forest. And when he got to the edge of the forest and finally crossed that threshold, Osir like jumped off of his back and went back into the forest because he couldn't make it any further out. So be incredible. Yeah. So the, the neighbor is bragging about this story about having to like drag himself out of the woods and the servants like, I don't believe this. This isn't real. So being thoroughly unimpressed by this tall tale, supposedly that the neighbor's telling the servant decides, you know, I'm, let's let me prove once and for all. Oh, sir, it's not real. I'm in the middle of the place that he's supposed to be imprisoned in the middle of his territory. So I'm going to say the magic phrase and nothing will happen. Easy. Problem solved. Oh, sir, it's not real. So he did it. He said the magic phrase. And lo and behold, there was a flame that rose up from the ground and a massive like boom, huge explosion. And the horse freaked out. Every, everything like was thrown into chaos. And up there on a hill in the distance, the servant saw Osert. And he was started running at the servant with incredible speed. So I guess proof that you shouldn't just try and prove something's not real <laughs> while you're in the middle of that area and like super vulnerable. But... I mean, I truth mean, the tale of Sert hates being taunted. Exactly. Yeah. And th this is where I was saying earlier, it doesn't seem like the summoning him does anything more than just brings him to where you are and makes him aware of you. Because as soon as the uh, the servant said this magic phrase, then Osert shows up and just books it, just starts coming at him. It's a, he wasn't under any kind of like obligation to talk to him or to make peace with him. Now he was just booking it at him, just pissed. So quickly, the servant learned the error of his ways and also started booking it out of the forest. And he was running as fast as he could, but Osert started get, was gaining on him until he finally, the servant made it to the edge of the woods and finally made it out just in the nick of time. Osert made it to the edge of the woods just seconds after the servant did. But the servant, not quite fully learning his lesson and not quite understanding how dangerous Osert is, the servant turned around and started laughing at Osert and just making fun of him. You can't leave the forest, you loser. You're stuck in there. I made it out. You can't harm me. Come so, on, man. Yeah, I know. It's just like, come, just learn your lesson. Just leave. Uh, but he didn't learn, learn his lesson. So he's as he's making fun of, Osert, Osert retaliates by roaring super loudly and summoned several green-eyed werewolves. And the werewolves, <laughs> they weren't bound to the forest like Osert was. So they start coming at this kid who's now realizing, oh no, I've messed up. So he's now again on a chase away from something uh, trying to get back to his house. So he is Again, hightailing it as fast as he can, trying to get home. Barely makes it home with the werewolves, like, nipping on his tail. Makes it home, gets to, into the stable, and bars the door. And finally, he's safe, well, as safe as he could be with werewolves being in the area. And I guess he felt a little bit guilty with his actions causing so much pain for his horse. And so he realized how exhausted the horse was and how it was, like, just drenched in sweat. They even mentioned for some reason that the horse looked like it had just gotten out of a lake. It was just soaked. And so he felt bad. So he took care of the horse, like gave it food, water, pet it, whatever. 
I don't know what horses need really. I've never ridden a horse. Brushing them and stuff. Yeah. So he brushed the horse and then he went to bed. There was apparently a big thing that people would do was there was a mounted horse head outside the barn. And this was supposed to keep nightmares out and to be able to protect the horses during the night. So that way they wouldn't be attacked. Well, apparently that didn't work. Oh, was this like a an actual organic horse head, where was it like wooden? <laughs> I think I I'm not certain, but I think it was an actual taxidermied horse head. I'm not okay. sure. It wasn't super clear, but it sounded from the stories, it sounded like it was an actual taxidermied horse head. But it could have been, I suppose, a wooden. And I hope it was a wooden horse head, but it was supposed to keep nightmares out. So. I don't really understand why that would do it, but I guess. I mean, if the ritual can keep something in an area for 99 years. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Head or whatever can keep out. I mean, you're not wrong. I suppose a mounted horse head might do the trick, but I mean, apparently, it, apparently it didn't do the trick tonight anyway, because the kid went to sleep. And when he woke up the next morning, went out to the stable, the horse had been killed. And it had been, like, brutally killed. like ripped apart. No. And, yeah. So then What does the horse do? <laughs> exactly. I'm horse. like, what the heck? Yeah, you... Come on, Osir. It was just, like, the, the kid was dumb. To be fair, this wasn't Osir. This was the werewolves. Because oh, Osir couldn't okay. have gotten there. It was the werewolves that would have been doing this because they were the only ones that were able to get further out of the forest uh so it seems like it was the werewolves which kind of seems par for the course for werewolves they'll just kill whatever they find and they're just brutal but so yeah kid woke up the next morning and the horse was dead the servant then told the farmer that was like the owner of the house and the owner of that horse what had happened and the farmer was not pleased he was livid and eventually ended up firing that servant so yeah that. yeah definitely absolutely it's like what did you expect when that was what you're doing so that's the story of osert he's pretty dope he's, a he's tale, honestly man. my favorite yeah but other than that then the that brings us real quickly there's not much to clued uh but that brings us to the clued uh he's very 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 similar to osert uh, he's also one of the uh tormentor monsters but he is actually called they refer to him as the most uh furious and the most scary of the tormentor monsters yeah. so apparently he was he was the worst he was known as the most horrifying are there much more tormentor monsters besides there's these several two? yes there's several uh, i think there's a, overall the from what i saw there's about seven or so okay. um but most of them, the, the rest of them, they were much less known about them. And they were just basically weird looking people that were kind of jerks. Uh, there was one that was a guy who was blue and liked to pull pranks. There was one that was a guy that was giant and liked to pull pranks. There was one that was like a kind of human, kind of cat looking guy who was a jerk and liked to pull pranks. And so most of them were mostly just humanoid things that were kind of jerks these guys were assert yeah the assert was probably the coolest in my opinion of the guys and he was by far the most powerful 
So I think he's really cool. Um, the clued is unlike the Osert, or sorry, unlike Osert himself, the clued is a species of monsters. There's many of them. Again, he's very similar to Osert in that he's a dog or dog-like uh, creature, wolf, canine-ish. He has really big hind legs. Like he's just larger than a normal dog. He has chains wrapped around him. Again, like Osert, not as many as Osert. Usually it's just one that's wrapped around either his paws or around him somewhere. And then he has bear-like claws. Apparently he's got larger claws than normal. And he has wings. So that's pretty cool. He's got big bat wings. And he's also described as a water demon. Again, I don't really understand why, other than he liked to push people into water slash pull people into water. So I guess well, that's maybe why. instead of wings, they were actually fins. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they're described most of the time as green, glistening wings with like green scales. So that's, I just think it's odd that they specifically call it that he has green wings. And then he also is described as having red, like crimson specifically, bulging eyes, which sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. It <laughs> seems like a, like a dragon werewolf or something. Yes. Yes. He looks, he seems very Crazy. much like a wolf hybrid with a dragon. Which I think is so so and cool. Apparently, like swimming. Yeah, but also he's not a dragon because he likes to swim. I don't know. Some They're dragons weird. are like water dragons, you know. Like I suppose. Smoke. I suppose. He also has basically the same power ability set, same things as uh, as Osert. He can run really fast. He seems to be able to run faster than Osert, but both run really fast. They can transform into a bunch of different an animals. He can turn invisible. Most of the time when he turns invisible and or turns into er, animals, almost said enemies, and turns into animals with this guy, uh, the animals will have these two little flames that kind of flutter around him. So that way you can kind of tell what he is and when he's hiding. So that's kind of neat. He can also, for some reason, turn into a tree like a tiny little tree, and then the tree will just explode like massively huge and like go, they grow taller than the clouds. I don't know why that he would want to do that, but there's several stories about him doing that. So, or them it'd doing be that. Pretty so. terrifying. Yeah, it would be weird, but I don't really see the use of it really, but kind of funny. There's also sometimes that he can turn into a human, and then also he does the same thing as Osiris, where he turns into a horse and runs into the water. Um, most of the time he walks on his hind legs, oddly enough. They talk about him usually standing up on two legs and like kind of hunched forward. He's never, not usually on all four legs, which as a wolf canine animal is kind of odd. Um, and most, a lot of people think that he's either, they claim that he was either a werewolf, a demon, or even the devil himself. So there you go. The coolest thing about them though, in my opinion, I think the coolest thing about the clued is that they talk about they are born and they're summoned, spawned, or whatever you want to call them, from the cremated bodies of witches and wizards. So if you cremate a witch or a wizard, a clued crawls out of the ashes. And then if you kill one of the cludes, then seven more will crawl out of its corpse. So... There's not really a good way to get rid of them other than just avoiding them and just 
hoping you never see one. Yeah, there it is... seems like with these Tormentor monsters, it's really just best to leave them alone. Absolutely. Because theoretically, they're not coming for you in like a violent manner. They're just coming at you to be annoying most of the time, unless it seems like you kind of it provoke them and cause them to get angry. Otherwise, they're just kind of being pests. They're also right before he's coming at you there's like a little bit of a warning as he's coming because he'll you'll hear the rattling of chains and he also calls his own name like a pokemon before he attacks you <laughs> so that's kind of high pitched as well maybe i i mean i hope not that sounds almost annoying more annoying than terrifying i, I, I think it was, it was it sounds piercing but maybe that's and also like where he I... flies. He goes fly before he like <laughs> yeah. fires like fire breath. Yeah, which I mean, maybe he does because he does have a nickname called the Shouting Monster, which I don't understand why. Because I looked up the translation for Clued in Dutch, and that is not the translation. The translation for Clued is just cloth or clothes. So it's not like it's a translation. It's just I think the name is purely changed. Also, that's true. That's true. It's it's very possible that it's changed, but as far as I can tell, if language hasn't changed too much, it seems like it's mostly just he's called the shouting monster because he yells his own name as he's coming at you. So that's kind of odd. But other than that, he's pretty much the same as Osert. Other than he does have one fatal weakness that Osert doesn't have, but apparently werewolves do, which I've never heard of. So the weakness is that he, if you are getting attacked by him, the best course of action, other than obviously just staying away from him. So best course, number one, is just to avoid him. But if he does start coming at you, the next best thing is to throw a handkerchief and he is required to carefully, like thread by thread, rip the entire handkerchief apart until it's just That's why it's called cloth. Yeah, which oh, it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. But they also claim in, in these stories that werewolves have the same thing that werewolves have to do as well, which I've never heard of, but who's to say? Maybe they do. I don't know. Which I guess by that logic, then the servant should have taken that pointer and thrown a handkerchief. Might have saved his horse. Horse. So do you think uh, if you had enough handkerchiefs, you could bind a werewolf? <laughs> for 99 years <laughs> he just keeps like every day you're throwing like 30 handkerchiefs at him he's just like slowly ripping them apart yeah just oh drop like a truckload out in the floor <laughs> tell everybody that is like got werewolves on them to go oh by the, the handkerchief mountain i mean it's worth a shot you never know until you try and there's just like oh. 20 werewolves like eternally there just pulling apart handkerchiefs <laughs> yeah that's maybe maybe he'll just summon more people more werewolves to him Maybe the werewolf would just call for his friends so that way he can, hey, I need some help. Rip these apart so I can get free. Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to be here for eternity. <laughs> so, but yeah, other than that, the, the uh, clue is relatively the same as uh, the as the man, the myth, legend, Osert. There's even some stories that they're kind of interchangeable and it's not super clear which one was which. But So I, mean, I think they're if, very cool. Instead of Instead of like bog standard werewolves, what if these are what uh, Osert like? Yes, they summon Cludes. That would be wild. That would be terrifying to see because they are in some of the. But now, 
according to legend, they do say that they have red colored eyes, whereas the ones that Osir comes pulls in, yeah, the right. werewolves have green colored eyes. But I mean, that could just be a, a difference of a colorblind person seeing them. <laughs> I know the pain. Man, was that I've you? Been there. <laughs> I know it's it's tough to tell. Red, green. What's the difference? I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, so I, I know I still have like Monster Hunter in the brain. But like it seems like the Osert is almost like a special variant of Clue, uh-huh. yeah. you know, in which they're basically the same thing, but like Osert is like the alpha or like the step above. Uh huh. That's true. Yeah. And also, speaking of Monster Hunter on the brain, the Clue kind of one of the pictures anyway gave me a bit of Rathalos vibes. Kind of reminded me of him. Yeah, so. that's true. Very Wyvernesque. Very Wyvernish. But I mean, I guess that's what you get when you have bat wings. And he also has some other, like he has, they talk about not just having bat wings. He also has scales. And in some iterations, he has a beak. And in some, he doesn't. So depends on uh, which one you're looking at. But he might be even more wyvernish than just a wolf with wings. But yeah, and so, yeah. Just, to, just to make sure that like occasionally these scales can encompass his entire body. I think maybe. Why not? Who's to that's, say? It's kind of hard when uh, when you get these old folklores. I mean, the story's told so many different times. Exactly. That, like, every story's a little bit different, so it's kind of hard know. to, you know, really get down what actually happened. I won't say it's not possible. It's, it could happen. It could happen. But I think regardless of whether he's fully scaled or just a wolf with wings, they're both... Both versions are terrifying and very, very cool. Oh, absolutely. But I think... I am a big fan of these Tormentor monsters. I think they're very cool. And they're a little bit more lighthearted. They're not as dark as some of the other monsters we've covered. They generally aren't causing too much mayhem other than just pranks like like Mr. Loki. So right. I'm I actually think... very glad you opened the can of mythology in, in different countries. I think that's really cool. Like, yeah. I feel like um, Belgium is not a place where you think there's rich mythological history. But of course, I didn't think it at all. And and I'm glad we can now have another country to study with mythology. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know about these guys at all until I heard about it. Like I, I read them online. I was like, whoa, I need to do this because there's, they're nuts. They're terrifying. So I would definitely recommend looking up pictures of these both, uh, both Osir and the uh, Cludal, or the Clude, because they are awesome. And other than that, we want to thank you for listening. Anything you guys want to add real quick before we end the episode, guys? Just again, again, like thank you. Like we really appreciate everyone that's been listening to these episodes and and keeping us motivated and, yeah. and wanting to do more and more. No words of wisdom to avoid cludes. I see. <laughs> I mean, I might postpone my trip to Belgium, but okay. you know. <laughs> I got. You. Thanks, Randy. Now yeah, I'm well, terrified hey. to go. <laughs> First, it was COVID keeping me from Belgium. Now it's Cludes and Osert. Thanks. Like, is the chocolate even worth it anymore? I know. You can probably get it imported. It's pretty good. You can get it imported these days. That's the benefit. No one needs to step foot in Belgium anymore. You can just go and get everything imported. Except for it's like a gorgeous country. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying you don't have to. Just just stay in at night. Yeah. No, and you'll probably be good. Yeah. Don't tease me. They stay out of the forest. Yeah, don't tease Osert. You know, don't he's say just, poems. He's just hanging yeah. out. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. 
we really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you next time for the next episode of the Vanquisher's Guide. Have a good one.